Melikilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. I am so excited about this episode. I have all of my kids here. I also have my husband, Rich, is here with us as well. Melanie, William, Stephanie, Eric, Daniel, Caroline, and Michael are here. Poor Michael, you're always last in every like count. Sometimes I really should change that pecking order and go youngest to oldest for things. No, it's okay. By like age nine, I had grown cast to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Michael, do you even ride shotgun when Michelle's driving you somewhere or do you just immediately? Taxi middle on the hump. You just instinctively. You just assume that, that seat's not yours. Ever. We're going to talk about some of our traditions and things that we would do for Christmas. And to start the conversation rolling, let's talk about getting the tree. Pass the same exact tree, like the same type of tree, only to land on finally choosing a tree that looked like all the other trees we passed up to begin with. <laughs> and then deciding that that was the perfect tree. I think for the lights, but didn't we just kind of plug in one end and just walk around the circle, tree. Circle the tree. Circle the tree. And we always had Bing Crosby going. But it was so magical. We put the the Bing Crosby on the record player. Um, we got to help decorate. It just, I don't know, like the whole, I think we had snacks. I just had such fond memories of that as a kid. I think with the candy canes, there was always this like game. We're like, how many candy canes can we steal off the tree? <laughs> <laughs> like in, in like relation to how many of the other siblings have stolen before right. mom and dad noticed that we're all eating the candy canes off. The and tree. it required, it required like a shifting distribution <laughs> on the tree. Right. It was like, you always obvious. start from the back, right? You always, you always set yourself up with a few candy canes in the back. You know, no one will even like miss. Yeah. Because you like the Christmas season progresses. You work your way towards the bottom front yeah. and then <laughs> shimmy your way up. In fact, we might be breaking this to mom and dad live on this podcast that we actually stole candy canes. This might be, <laughs> we're so good at that rebalancing well, that Will's talking yeah. about that mom and dad probably had no idea. My go-to was just blame it on the youngest kid, right? Or Winnie. Or Winnie. Oh, was Winnie. <laughs> and, and that dog had a sweet tooth for candy canes. Yeah, man, just snagging candy canes. There's no way tree. she's healthy. <laughs> I don't think I can ever hear Bing Crosby though and not think of Christmas especially and... especially because it was vinyl, right? It had that yeah. that hiss, oh, yeah. that vinyl hiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, that that it was that was definitely like like that is for me an iconic part of mm-hmm. growing up with, you know, with a big family at Christmas time. Yeah. Very very magical, right? Growing up all decorated with our childhood school classroom ornaments and they're all just like you know each one's a little piece of anderson family history like school crafts like with yeah. like a picture of me in seventh grade right like merry mm-hmm. christmas in noodle like yeah. in noodle letters you know yeah. things like yeah. that right so we have the same setup my wife natalie loves that style of christmas tree so our our tree decorating looks a lot like anderson family tree decorating that i that i remember but i do have to admit we have pivoted i'll say away from being crosby and we actually listen to nat king cole 
Uh, Nat King Cole is a class act. If you'd have said you were, you, and there was a, a, you know, Snoop Dogg's Christmas album. <laughs> Panic at the Disco. I'm not sure what I would think about that, but. <laughs> you're, you're comfortable with, with, with the Nat King. We do the Michael Bublé Christmas album, but Snoop Dogg does have great reviews. So I do recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to incorporate the tree decorating and Bing Crosby. <laughs> I'll stay faithful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Nat King Cole, Michael Bublé, all, all great crooners. <laughs> yes, yeah, certainly, certainly in the same, you know, spirit and vibe. Oh, yeah. 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 We would always do a lot of cookie plates. I mean, every every time we talk about it, the total gets gets more and more. But I, I and we lived in a place where things were really spread apart. So it took a long time to, to get there. I don't know, Rich, how many plates do you think we, we did? 60. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like seeing how many like cookie plates we were making and just like trying to do the math and realizing <laughs> we were going to be in the back of that car. For okay. a long time. But yeah. And then we would pack the kids all up in the car and oh, um, whatever gosh. car it was that we had at the time. It was Trigger, right? The Dodge Colt station wagon with yeah. all, the, you know, four yeah, kids. But and the hatch would go up and the kids would go spilling out of the hatch. And we drove that thing around with your kids in the back like that in snow and ice. I mean, it wasn't safe. No. You could get arrested for that now today. It's definitely an 80s, 80s vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So hence William's, William's comment about counting the, the amount of cookie plates to know what they were in for. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve, our family Christmas Eve celebration was so fun. And then we go to bed and then we wake up and there's presents. So yeah, there's like this huge payoff at the end. Kind of like all this fun that was put like right outside of our grasp. Right. <laughs> so guys, of all the different types of cookies that we gave away with the Christmas cookie drop-offs, what were your favorite cookies that we did? Mine were the... Dried cherry and dark chocolate ones. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. What did we call the dried cherry ones? The evil cookies. Evil cookies. Evil cookies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had magic. They had magic powers. <laughs> they broke your willpower and discipline. <laughs> As I'm being good this holiday season. Oh, those cookies! I'm gonna eat six. I like the chocolate chip cookies that had M&Ms instead of chocolate chips. Oh, yeah. We called them monster cookies. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. those. Yeah, I was yeah. a big monster cookie fan. Oh, yeah. I love the monster cookies. They're like my favorite. And what is it about adding M&Ms versus chocolate chips that like... I don't know. I don't know. They were just a game better. changer. Yeah. They're just I a will, game changer. There were like... Did we put like Hershey's Kisses in the middle of one, right? Like we mm -hmm. had... Yeah. yeah, those were those were my favorite. I liked those the most. All I wanted was the the sugar the the, the Hershey kiss. kiss the Hershey kiss in the middle, anyways. So I didn't care. <laughs> so I think we have our answer to the previous question about eating cookies in the back of the car. Hey, listen, listen. I think would it have been out. like I get how suspicious it is for people to get sugar cookies with like a nice like dimple in, them, in the middle. <laughs> Maybe even like some trace of chocolate in the middle of it, right? Let alone some like chubby kid coming up with like chocolate over his mouth, right? Saying like, Merry Christmas, right? I get it, right? Like I get that. But man. 
But you still deny it. Oh, yeah. I, never happened. <laughs> never happened. Look, Eric, the statute of limitations, you're in the clear, man. It's like, this is <laughs> yeah. a safe space. Yeah. Well, no, yeah my this... children are here, right? Oh. So I can't, like, <laughs> confess. I, I don't know that Ca- Caroline and Michael, by the time we got, they were old enough to do the goody drop-offs if, if they had the same experience. I mean, I remember some cookies being dropped off, but you and you and dad were probably tired by that point, And we probably only had three plates to deliver. We didn't have to the mailbox and let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have vague memories of cookies, but I do, I do have such vivid memories of, yeah, the dropping off the meals and the, like the hype and the excitement of like not getting caught. And like, oh, yeah. we took to make sure we didn't get caught. Like we Let's made take- sure we had shoes or boots that we could, you know, run, run fast. And we had like dark clothes to, you know, not be seen, which some of the parts in Indiana that we delivered to, maybe that wasn't really the safest, like <laughs> what did on Christmas night. Rich, why don't you explain what the kids are talking about, what the, what the Christmas drop-off is, and then we'll go back into it. Okay. Well, we, we felt that, you know, one of the things we could do to try and teach the true spirit of Christmas was to get the kids involved in giving. And so we came upon the idea of, of giving away our Christmas dinner, ham or turkey and all the trimmings and dessert to a family in need amongst our friends or amongst our church acquaintances, our church congregation. And then, so we, we would give the Christmas dinner away. And but we, we did it with all kinds of fun associated with that in terms of the planning and the execution of the drop-off. And I'm sure the kids will pick it up yeah, from there. Because we gave our Christmas dinner away, we would have pancakes. Well, and, I, and I'll just add too, I mean, depending on the year, depending on the family, I, I have memories of going to the, you know, to the store and buying a few small presents too, and including some gifts in the yeah. drop-off mm-hmm. as well. I, I, you know, I have memories of seeing the the family the next day at church, you know, taking with them some of the things we brought, which are really kind of some special memories of mine. And, and again, like dad was talking about, kind of impressed to me what the, you know, what the true meaning of Christmas was. And I think that was another way to kind of get us involved. You know, we, we went, we helped select some of the, some of the toys and helped with the boxing and the wrapping, which, you know, as a young kid, that is one of the most delicately wrapped uh, <laughs> gifts, but there's a lot of bows and a lot of tape and not enough paper. Well, when we were growing up, yeah, we, we lived in a safe neighborhood, but because our like church boundaries were so geographically vast, right. mm-hmm. we, we were going out to places where we saw firsthand what it looks like to, to struggle, you know, what right. these families are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. My kids don't, they don't, they never, they didn't, they don't see it the way that mm-hmm. I saw disparity and what it means, you know, to be struggling and to, you know, and so, yeah, when Daniel's saying like just, just dropping off and, and, and delivering, you know, giving up and doing our secret Santa dinners and presents really meant something growing up. And that was, that was a, a really neat experience to have. They felt like you were just a part of something um, really big, uh, bigger than, you know, clearly mm-hmm. it felt bigger than just delivering some food on a, on a doorstep. It felt like you were, you know, part of something a little bit bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it's a way that 
it just shows you that there's so much joy and service. I mean, we got so much happiness, mm. you know, from, from being a part of that, yeah. that, you know, that you, you recognize on some level that the person receiving the, the gift is also going to be very thankful, but, you know, you also had a very good experience. So it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was just one of those things that really taught you at a young age, how much more joy that there was in serving than anything else. Yeah. 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 I know the deeper side is the, you know, charity and the love for our fellow man, but it was also a ton of fun to yeah. like approach the target's home because that's what we started calling it. Like the target home, do the little drive around, you know, scope out the situation, figure out where we're going to park. Who's going to be the front runner. Who's going to actually stay behind during the doorbell. Who's going to, you know, like who's going to pick up the little guys when they fall. And, you know, cause we didn't leave any man behind. Like we had strict, and that was me one year i fell one year and stephanie had to come back run back to me grab me pick me up and run to the car well i and i i yelled at stephanie to just leave her behind right like, just, just <laughs> i run. was about to say that's run. a that's a very nice sentiment but i remember will one year being the the as sort of the oldest and quickest the doorbell knocker and the rest of us in support being totally comfortable leaving him behind. Like if he didn't make it back, <laughs> no qualms whatsoever. Just saying, dad, six out of seven is not bad. It's good for snake. Let's go. Well, <laughs> this was the West. He's fine. He's fine. He'll, he'll find someplace. Well, it, was a, it was a game changer when you got to the door and you realized that they had a dog. Because the family knew someone was there. And as the youngest, it scared me because I was like, it's every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so maybe I was the only one with a strict honor code. Yeah, that's right. Flee together, die alone, right? <laughs> I got to say, too, the rush of the Christmas present drop-off. I mean, the butterflies, the heart-pounding rush. We're really lucky none of us chase that feeling into a life of, of crime, you know? <laughs> that, is, that is a rush. <laughs> To drop that off and go and to peel out and, you know, you make it so much bigger in your mind, you know? Yeah. I do think it's worth mentioning that out of all the traditions and traditions in our family have changed and come and gone, but I think this is the one that we've kept the longest, mm-hmm. right? Like we, even yeah. when we up in college, we would get the nieces and nephews, we'd load them up and we'd do the, the Christmas drop off. We've lived in Texas the last 20 years. And so the last 20 years of grandchildren have joined join the fun. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's just been great. So then we would get home and then we, we would do up until Texas, when we tried to do this in Texas and the first fire we built in our Texas fireplace took the paint off the inside of the fireplace. So we, we moved on to a new tradition. William brought his wife, Jamie home for a visit and they had a wonderful tradition of having Papa Murphy's pizza on Christmas Eve. And so this tradition changed at that point. But for a lot of years, we would come home and cook hot dogs over the fire in the fireplace. Well, that was that was my family's tradition, was to do hot dogs and marshmallows in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Did, your, did you guys, uh, when you were a kid, did you take metal hangers and <laughs> twist them into hot dog holders? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I... That was part of, part of the allure. It was the, well, not only was the metal hangers, but then you had to wear a snow glove because the hanger would get yeah. so hot. The hanger would get hot. So there's all of us wearing our like snow gloves, trying to hold on to these hang, yeah, coat hangers. 
was was I the only one of us kids that was just blown away growing up as an adult and realizing they sell like like long yes sticks wood, wood handled so that you don't burn your hand off as metal hangers I thought that's what you did I didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we got married Michelle and I she, Michelle we registered and she clicked on like hot dog skewer roasting sticks. I was like, Michelle, I've got like nine hangers. Like, we're <laughs> fine. It was a proud moment for me when I had finally mastered the art of undoing a metal hanger, straightening it out, and then bending it and twisting it and making the <laughs> forks yeah. into prongs. A usable prongs. Yeah. I was like, I'm right in passage now. into manhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> Hey, that that's that's precisely how we did it back in the day, back in yeah. Fresno, California. Yeah. And then you eat your hot dog, which is flaming hot on the skin and ice cold in the middle. Cold in the middle. Oh yeah. <laughs> true. 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 Also, on Christmas Eve, we would have the Christmas story, the the real one, before the kids would go to bed. Yeah. You know, it was a nice way to end the evening and mm-hmm. got everybody well, settled down. And too, I'll just say about that you're talking about reading Luke chapter two. Mm-hmm. You know, dad doing that. By that point, the fires kind of died down. All the lights are out in the living room besides whatever's left of the fire that we were roasting the hot dogs on and our Christmas tree. So I have, you know, I have the, the lights on our Christmas tree. I have really sort of fond memories of, of you know, dad's reading of Luke 2. Mm-hmm. In that in that lighting, it was a really kind of a, kind of a neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was a picturesque setting, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was a very, like, like mom said, it was a very good way to kind of bring the, the excitement back mm-hmm. in, fo- you know, in focus on, you know, what, what the season is, is mm-hmm. really about. Yeah. Th- that was always yeah. a neat, neat experience. And then you guys would go to bed and uh, dad and I would wrap the presents. It's something actually, mom, there was one year I looked at my presents. I went. I was the youngest. I went lone wolf. I had no one to like show me where the lines were and the boundaries. And I went and I looked at what my presents were and I regret it ever since. Moose. That's like a cardinal sin. Oh, I, no one, I had no one. You guys all left for college. Yeah, I mean, Melanie, we'd sneak down into the basement in Ohio behind the piles of wheat under the stairs in that storage <laughs> room, right? They only had like three different hiding spots. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you always knew where to look. If you we would to. update, we would check every few days, see what they'd updated it with, you know. Like. <laughs> Let's go back to the assumption, though, that we actually went to bed. Because <laughs> I think it's real important for you and dad to know that we never went to bed. Like, no. Okay. Yes, hold on. No. We've been, we've hold been on. planning this for months. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you think that that raid, <laughs> that raid in the morning was impromptu, like once Halloween was over, we would have like meetings and like plan out we we had a meeting in july one year yeah it was july we may have even been in our bathing suits to conduct this like practice drill oh, blueprints man. blueprints of the house were oh, yes yes yeah. doing or ninja rolls behind the couch doing ninja like rolls learning how to do them and be like how successful it would be even once the phrase attack pattern delta was uttered <laughs> And all, and all of this was to be able to calculate our, our raid such that the presents were wrapped and out of the tree, Santa had came. Mm. We didn't want to have to wait until, you know, 6.37 the next morning to scope it out. So we would silently 
investigate all the presents, kind of, you know, feel their weight or whatever else. And that was like the whole plan that we'd get a, a sneak peek and kind of get some sort of intel into what, what we were getting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think mostly I just fell asleep and woke up the next morning, guys, to be honest. <laughs> there were a few lightweights among all, all those All those months of planning just down the drain. <laughs> Do you remember when you were just little coming out and, and sitting on my lap and watching It's a Wonderful Life and drinking? I think we drank eggnog. Well, yeah. so that was, I had gotten like a stomach bug Christmas Eve and I threw up and then I came out feeling better like around two or three in the morning and you were out there, yeah, drinking some eggnog and you had just started watching It's a Wonderful Life. And so you, you had me come sit up on your lap and we snuggled in and watched and dad since this is the night of confessions i i gotta say i don't actually like eggnog but i <laughs> every every christmas eve when we would watch it's a wonderful life i would choke that stuff down just for you dad but i love i love that tradition so much that i just <laughs> yeah we could have done hot chocolate babe I know. <laughs> yeah, dad wasn't like holding like he wasn't like holding fast to the eggnog you know <laughs> yeah that wasn't that wasn't a sword he was gonna die on or anything like that <laughs> Does anybody else remember like those those construction paper red and green chains that we would make every year? And Sometimes we started ours after Halloween. After Halloween, right? We got one down in our dining room right now, and the kids yeah. take the leaves off every night for bed. Like ninety links long. Well, and it's really it's really helpful for young kids because they don't understand like thirty more days till Christmas. It really helps with the younger kiddos to visualize. What, what traditions have you carried into your family? You know, Christmas traditions are one of those that, of, of all the traditions throughout the year, seem to be like really, really potent. And I really, for the most part, brought almost every single tradition from Christmas into my family, whether it was the Durbel Ditch, whether it was the Bing Crosby, the hot dogs in the fireplace. That's one that I I loved. I loved as a kid. It was a sweet one, and it was it definitely made Christmas Eve feel like a like a whole separate holiday. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing my kids experience things that I did through their time and their era. So in Idaho, you know, obviously the kids were pretty young in Idaho, but we did do the 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 pizza, the Papa Murphy's pizza. Mm -hmm. And we did, you know, the, we would take, Jamie would make, you know, not 15 plates worth, but we would take, you know, take, mm -hmm. take goodies around to people. We would, we would read the, the mm -hmm. nativity story in the Bible. And now in Texas, Jamie has mentioned, she's like, you know, that, that was really neat watching, you know, Luke and Ellie have so much fun, you know, dropping you know, dinner off and running down the street, mm -hmm. and jumping in the car and, and, and doing, you know, the, the pizza and it, this, it's going to be interesting to see what, what we're able to take and what works for our family and just kind of see how that morphs into, you know, our traditions moving forward for our kids. But, but for me personally, growing up, Christmases were so magical they were so magical and it was, it was everything. It was all the things, even the things that I would complain about looking back on, there's so much fondness mm -hmm. uh, that that is really important for me and for Jamie to create some sort of sense of magic and tradition around the Christmas holiday. And so we're just excited to kind of figure what out what that, what that looks like. 
I feel like our Christmases have become more of a, a fusion of his family's and my family. And we've even now started doing some, you know, things completely new, but we, we do do, you know, cookie drop-offs. We've done the, the Christmas, you know, doorbell ditch. Um, I always kind of roll over and go back to bed when I hear my kids creep through the house to look at presents. I feel like that's a kid's you know, kids think they're so clever. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, but there's just a part of me that's a little proud of them too for giving for giving it their best. You know, for trying to yeah <laughs> to pull one over on mom and dad. Um, yeah, but but it all stems from just wanting to recreate, like William said, like that magic that we had growing up in our home. It was just such a wonderful, wonderful time of year. That's nice to yeah. It's nice to hear as parents. You know, you never know. You never show. Not sure how how that's all going to turn out. <laughs> so that's, thank you for that. A lot of our Christmas traditions have been kind of melded in with Anna's family, but every now and then they, they'll do the hot dogs in the fire or, mm. you know, they usually have like group games that they play. You know, We do like a spiritual program too on Christmas Eve as well, similar to, to what we did growing up. And then two other things in their stockings, we always put like kind of a more exotic fruit. So something kind of strange that they might not see year to year. And the thought is that Santa picked it up as he's traveling around the world. He, you know, went to the <laughs> oh, that's clever. South Pacific or something and got, you know, some, some sort of exotic fruit and left it for him. I feel like we haven't really established too many traditions yet with our girls, but I want to do some sort of service, doorbell ditching, something with them and always, yeah, incorporate that one. And then now the fruit thing in the stocking, that's super cute. I'm going to take that. (laughs) (laughs) Hope that's okay, Daniel. (laughs) Open source traditions. What's really cool about having kids is, is kind of William said how magical and nostalgic Christmas was for us growing up. It kind of brings that same magic back to be able to help your own kids feel that magic and so so that's been really fun we have michelle's family just lives 15 minutes from us they they last christmas they we did the the, the christmas dinner drop off with them we found some people in their ward and, and we dropped that off and michelle and i want to keep that going and i don't know it's just been fun to bring the magic back into our life by helping mm-hmm. Manning feel the magic of christmas mm-hmm. if i got just kind of throw it over to to rich and ask about his thoughts of being a parent of these wonderful children and all the Christmases we've had had together. No pressure, Dad, but we're all listening. <laughs> Go on. This is being recorded for posterity's sake. Oh, I, I think it's the, I mean, greatest blessing in moms and, and my lives that, you know, the, the family we have, the, the wonderful choice individuals that you guys are and and the loving relationships we we have you know i hope and pray that christmas remains an important anderson family tradition and and bonds us through the generations you know Mm -hmm. you guys will share with your children things that we did things that we celebrated and and rejoiced in together and uh, they will they will share things from your family you know on with with their children so it just it just goes on it's i mean families are forever and christmas joy is forever too Mm -hmm. dad and i love you all very very much and thanks again for 
talking with talking with me on my podcast tonight and to everybody who's listening you know merry christmas from the anderson family merry christmas will be green and bright the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night is a wise way to say Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, a very, very Merry Merry Christmas to you.